Hello and welcome to Clout, a podcast profiling the journey of Asia-capable Australians. I'm your host, Lucy Du. At Clout Asia, we talk to Aussies from all backgrounds to learn about the dash of language, the pinch of culture, and the blind luck that led them to where they are today. We ask our guests to take us on their journey to Asia capability by sharing their choice of food, song, show, and person to help us understand what being an Aussie with clout is all about. Good evening, Victoria. It's good to have you back on the show on Clout Asia this evening. Thanks for having me, Lucy. We have shared Victoria's earlier episode, which we actually recorded almost a year ago now. And since then, a lot has happened, both in your personal and professional capacity, which I'd love to talk a little bit more about. One of the things that I really remember upon re-listening to the episode was a comment that you shared after having lived and worked and studied in China for five years, you'd come back to Australia with an expectation that the qualifications that you had, the experience that you had would give you leverage in finding a role that was the best fit. And that wasn't necessarily the case. It was much harder for you. And it's a story that I hear from a lot of my friends when I was in Shanghai, other expats, not just Australian expats. So it's really great to hear that you are now part of ANU Centre for Asian Australian Leadership. Love for you to share a little bit more about how you got involved in your current role. Yeah, sure. So back in 2020, that was when I first joined the College of Asian Pacific at ANU and I'd just moved to Canberra. I was on LinkedIn and I came across Jayong's profile and Jayong Lo is the director of the Centre for Asian Australian Leadership and he's extremely passionate and vocal about advocating for Asian Australians and Asian Australian leadership. I had no idea that it would lead me three years later to actually work with him and it's been a real privilege to work with someone like him. You know, for many of us on LinkedIn, Joe Yoon's very active. He's, I think, one of LinkedIn's top voices and a real advocate, especially for Asian Australian leadership in the space. And Joe yes. Yoon is really the figurehead and the champion for Cal. But maybe you can share a little bit about more broadly the mission for the centre, how it was established and what its goals are in terms of going forward in its mission to empower more Asian Australians in leadership positions? I guess I'll start with the establishment of the centre. And it was established in 2020 under the leadership of Gareth Evans, who was the vice chancellor at the time. And it was the brainchild of Jayong Lo, who is now the director of the centre. And it was founded under this drive to research and provide solutions to tackle the bamboo ceiling in Australia and also the underrepresentation of Asian Australians in top leadership positions in public and private sector. So the vision is for an inclusive and representative leadership in Australia. So I think 
the key term is the bamboo ceiling and targeting this issue through research and remembering that ANU is first and foremost a research university as well. That is our strength. Cal is currently working with the ANU Centre for Social Research and Methods on the Counting for Change Research Project with key objectives being to provide evidence-based research to make the public policy case for the inclusion of a new demographic question on ethnicity in the 2026 census. One of the ways in which we can define the leadership gaps facing Asian Australians, and that is to gather data about ethnicity and cultural diversity, at least in a more holistic way than we are doing now. I actually am a graduate of CAS. And if I'm not mistaken, that the lead for the project under CAS is Dr. Liz Allen, who is a former lecturer of mine. Amazing. Yeah, Um, she's really incredible. And she actually spent a bit of time working at the Department of Education as well, which is where I was for a number of years in Canberra. I think I read something about this recently. Oh, here it is. It basically says the current ancestry question on the census only allows for two answers, which are becoming less useful as marriages between people of different cultures become more common. So from what I understand, the reason why the question wasn't included originally when the census was developed is to avoid discrimination against people of different races. What I think it misses is by doing that, there's a lot of gaps in the data that doesn't allow for the policymakers to get a better understanding of some of those barriers towards Asian Australian and that bamboo ceiling. And so it is important to capture that additional data point that can really help the broader work that follows on from CAL or other policy that's specifically relevant for Asian Australians, which is a big part of the Australian population. You've pretty much summed it up perfectly there. I think it's that missing data point that policymakers need to make informed policy decisions that directly affect this very, very important ethnic group that is Mm. being missed. So the report should be released by the end of the year. If people are interested, we can give them more information once the report is released. And that is just one of the projects that Cal is very invested in. The other one I'd like to just mention is the William Arquette program. And this one is very close to my heart because I was brought on in November last year to actually lead this project. Tell us a bit more about the William Arquette Leadership Program. For those of you who don't know, William Arquette is the first Australian barrister of Asian descent. So a very significant figure. So the program's named after him. Tell us a bit more about what the program's aiming to do and the types of people it's looking to support. So... In 2020, the director of the centre put forward a proposal to the National Foundation of Australia-China Relations. At that time, he wasn't sure what it would look like, but what is now the William Arquette Leadership Program, and it 
aims to empower the next generation of Chinese Australian leaders. And it is named after someone that has really paved the way for our generation. And it is inspired by someone of his pioneering nature and courage. It's the first of its kind. It will be fully funded by the National Foundation to run this program for about 11 candidates, and it will be a four-day program. And it will cover academic and practical approaches on training and upskilling emerging Chinese-Australian leaders on communication skills, succeeding in the Australia-China landscape in many areas. So that might be in the public and private sector, personal profile building and finding your authentic voice. And I think that is a really important aspect. And a lot of my peers around me are struggling with that as well not just this issue of identity but also their voice and how they can use that to influence we have appointed a academic convener that is dr ben herskovich and he's a colleague of mine and jayong's and yeah we thought he would be a really fitting choice to run and lead this program and design the workbook. And basically we have invited a really diverse mix of people from the private and public sector. I think yourself included, Lucy. Yes, women in leadership panel. Oh, such an important one and really excited to have you speak. There'll be over 10 panels over the course of the four days where we'll be tackling the different topics I mentioned earlier. And what makes this program a little bit different is that there is an academic aspect where participants are expected to write a 3,000 word paper as well. So we're very, very excited. And I think the program was only launched last week. So applications are open and it is open and eligible to applicants between the ages of 30 to 45 who self-identify as Chinese-Australian or an Australian of Chinese heritage. Having Ben as the co-convener is great. I remember him from my time in Shanghai as well. Ben also does an excellent Substack uh, newsletter called, I think, From Beijing and Back. But I have no doubt that he's put together a really high quality and excellent program for the participants. And from as far as I know, this program sounds like it's really the first of its kind to specifically target Chinese Australians or Australians with Chinese heritage in the leadership space. There are programs out there that target business leaders in the Asian or Chinese business space, and that is more business focused. But this one is quite holistic in that it's open to pretty much everybody in a very wide group of sectors. So it's quite comprehensive. It's also paid for by the foundation. So there's this kind of interest for the government to really empower 
this next generation of Chinese Australians. And being the centre of Asian Australian leadership, I've been asked why there is a focus on Chinese Australians. And there's a few factors here, but I think it's a good place to start. I think should this program be successful, we will launch into other programs as well, should we have the resources to do so. It is very exciting. And yeah, we are looking forward to receiving more applications. And I'm sure many of them are peers of ours as well. Really exciting times. The program will be in August. So there is only a short window to apply, but I'm sure there will be no shortage of talent. Well, we'll include a link to more details of the program and also some more information on the other project that you mentioned as well with CAS in our show notes. It's really great to hear some of the projects that Cal is working on in the mission to promote more Asian Australian in leadership positions. And of course, at Cloud Asia, that is one very important aspect. We are about enhancing Asia capability, and that's not just Asian Australians, but all Australians who have engaged and connected with Asia and are leveraging those skill sets and experiences in what they're doing in their communities and in their professions as well. So it's really exciting to hear that you are working on such exciting, pioneering initiatives and look forward to staying connected on the journey. Thanks, Lucy. Really, really great to be talking about it with you and stay tuned. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Cloud Asia on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and LinkedIn as Clout Asia. Thank you for listening. See you next time.